Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm rolling solo today, rocking a 10-team full PPR mock draft. But before we get into today's episode, I want to give a reminder about our open intern positions here at TCK Pod. We're looking for interns to join us here at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. And if you're interested, please send us an email to tckpod at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram at the Candlestick Kids and let us know what you can bring to the team. We're currently seeking content creators, a social media coordinator, podcast co-hosts, and guests to join Daniel Curley and I a podcast producer who's well-equipped with audio and editing experience and hoping for some video enhancements as well, including a YouTube channel in 2019. If this sounds like something you might be into, please get at us. As of now, these are not paid positions, but our goal is to grow to a point where we can accommodate and compensate appropriately. Until then, we're counting on our support and teamwork from our listeners and community. But enough business talk for now. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to, and how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. All right, y'all. We are on the Fantasy Pros Draft Wizard. We always do our draft uh, mock drafts on these. Uh, they're very quick, very easy to use. Um, shouts to Bobby and Tags. Uh, we are not sponsored by Fantasy Pros um, or the Draft Wizard by any means. Uh, hopefully someday we will be, and we can offer you a discount code on all of their packages. Uh, this is just a tool that we like to use, and, and we want you to use as well. It's very, very helpful when you're doing mock drafts. You can do any type of mock draft on this. You can set any settings for today. We are doing a 10-team 
full PPR with standard uh, roster settings. That's one quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, a tight end, one regular flex, a defense and a kicker, and six bench positions. I have randomized my draft order, and I am in the ninth pick. Ninth pick out of a 10-team league. Let's get this moving. Picks are out. Saquon, Gurley, Zeke, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Devonta Adams, D-Hop, and Julio Jones off the board first eight. I'm looking at Melvin Gordon, James Conner, Joe Mixon, Kelsey. Uh, I could look at uh, Odell, Antonio Brown. Um, David Johnson, Nick Chubb, Tyreek Hill, Le'Veon Bell. Obviously, this is the first round um, full PPR league. I usually like to go with a quality receiver, but in my opinion, the top three receivers, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, and Julio Jones are all off the board already. Um, Also, in my opinion, the top five running backs, Saquon Gurley, Zeke, Christian McCaffrey, and Kamara are also off the board so right now I'm looking at um, kind of a, I want a package deal, and I think the best, assuming he's healthy, the best package deal, in my opinion, right now is Melvin Gordon as far as a high-quality receiver at the running back position, but also gets those in-between carries and goal line work. Um, as long as he's healthy, uh, he rarely comes off of the field. Of course, uh, Phillip Rivers trusts him in the, in the red zone, so I like that a lot. As long as he's healthy, I'm going to take Melvin Gordon with the ninth pick overall. We'll circle back around very quickly. James Conner, Michael Thomas off the board. That leaves me Lev Bell, uh, Damian Williams, Nick Chubb, um, David Johnson, uh, A.B., Odell, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Joe Mixon. On the way back, I'm, let's see, Tyreek Hill is a little too boomer bust. I know he's incredible. I'm very aware uh, but as my um, number one receiver, uh, he's a little too boomer bust for me. Um, I'm not going to go that direction right now for this mock draft. Antonio Brown, I absolutely love, but he's just so uncertain right now. I got to pass. If the if the season started tomorrow, that's what I'm trying to do um, with this uh, with this draft the best I can. I'm not sure what's going on with Antonio Brown. Odell Beckham also uncertain. Uh, Travis Kelsey could be the pick right here. Hmm. Lev Bell, man, I just said I'm going to keep it <laughs> as realistic as possible with A.B. Le'Veon Bell, assuming he's Le'Veon Bell, uh, would be Melvin Gordon plus potentially in the right spot. Um, there's a lot of receivers left. A lot of these upper upper echelon running backs are going. In the second round here, I don't have a pick for another real long time. The other running backs I would consider at this point are Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, and Dalvin Cook. But I like Le'Veon Bell if he's in the right spot over all of those guys. I'm going to go with Lev right here. I'm going to go risky and, you know, just assuming he's in a good position, I'm taking Le'Veon Bell. So I've got Melvin Gordon, Le'Veon Bell, and it's circling back around to the third round. Let's see. I won't give names throughout the entire draft, but the first couple of rounds I'll let you know who got picked uh, so you can kind of keep track of where I'm at here. After me in the second round was Damian Williams, Nick Chubb, David Johnson, Tyreek Hill, A.B., Odell, Travis Kelsey, Joe Mixon. Circling back in the third round, Ertz, Dalvin Cook, Fournette, George Kittle. So all three tight ends are out uh, by the middle third round. Juju, Aaron Jones, Mike Evans, Sony Michelle. So that leaves me um, A.J. Green, Amari Cooper, T.Y. Hilton for my receivers. Patrick Mahomes, of course, still available. Running backs, Marlon Mack, Chris Carson, Philip Lindsay, Devontae Freeman. Um... 
I'm set at running back for now, so let's look at the receiver position. Those top tight ends are gone. I like going with the top tight ends up in the area. With my draft position, though, I went late first round, early second round, late third round. If you're in the back of one of these rounds to draft, you're probably not going to get one of these tight ends unless you go in the second round. I'm not willing to do that, so um, I'm going to skip on the tight end. We'll try to fix that later. So in the third round, we're wrapping back around. I really like A.J. Green. He stays healthy. He's one of the most consistent uh, in the league. He's got uh, the boom potential. He's a uh, PPR guy. Um, He's got high yardage totals. Uh, He's obviously very trustworthy as long as he stays healthy. Um, I I really expect uh, the Bengals offense to take a huge turn upward in production and plays. They ran some of the fewest plays in the league last year, um, but uh, they have totally changed out the regime there in Cincinnati. So I like that pick. Um, I'm going to go with A.J. Green in the third round. So right now I've got Melvin Gordon, uh, Le'Veon Bell, and A.J. Green. So round out the third round was Pat Mahomes, and then T.Y. Hilton went after him, and it's my pick once again. I'm looking for probably another receiver unless I get one of these big running backs, but Marlon Mack a little bit, I think he's a stud, but he's a little bit risky. I don't know. I mean, I just don't need a third running back yet um, over some of these receivers. Chris Carson, Philip Lindsay, Devonta Freeman, nah. If those guys fall maybe the fifth, sixth round, I might consider it, but right now I'm going to look at another receiver. So I've got uh, Amari Cooper, um, who I told everybody to fade last year, and that was accurate until he went to Dallas. Um, but I'm liking him a lot this year. I'm actually loving Amari Cooper in a fresh season after a full offseason with Dak. Uh, Jarvis Landry, Keenan Allen, um, Diggs and Thieland, uh, Cook and Galladay, Robert Woods. Of all those guys, let's see here. I like Thielen, but he really fell off at the end of last year. Um, Galladay, I just don't trust the Lions passing game this year. They're going heavy on the run. Both Rams receivers are studs, obviously, but I just, I don't know if I trust either one of them to be, you know, the, the stalwart, um, Diggs, Keenan Allen. I'm always kind of worried about Keenan Allen. He usually starts slow. Jarvis Landry, I just don't believe in, um, in that offense, at least I love Baker, but not really a good fit for Jarvis. So, I really like uh, Mari Cooper. I'm going to go with Amari Cooper in the fourth round here. And that gives me A.J. Green and Amari Cooper as my receivers. I like that a lot, coupled with Melvin Gordon and Le'Veon Bell. I'll run out two more rounds for you, and then we'll just crush this out. So I've got uh, Amari Cooper as my last pick. So then we have Jarvis Landry, Keenan Allen, Aaron Rodgers went off the board there. So you got the top two quarterbacks off the board in the fourth round. Adam Thielen, Marlon Mack went, Diggs went right after him. So interesting to see Thielen and Diggs going uh, almost back-to-back, one pick apart in the fourth round again. Brandon Cooks, uh, Kenny Galladay, Robert Woods. So the Rams receivers also only one pick apart. Allen Robinson in the fifth round, uh, Corey Davis, Cooper Cup. So all three Rams receivers going by the middle of the fifth round, which I think is quite impressive. Uh, And actually, Cooper Cup is my favorite option out of all those, to be honest. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, Doug Baldwin, Chris Carson, and Chris Godwin. Back to back there. So uh, we are in the back of the fifth round. It is my pick, and I'm looking at the tight ends. I've got O.J. Howard. um, I've got Eric Ebron, uh, David Njoku, Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram. Um, still, I think if you miss out on those three tight ends in a 10 team league, especially, I'm just going to wait it out. I'm going to try to bulk the rest of my roster for a while and see who's left at the end there. So I'm going to punt tight end for now. 
Um, looking at the receivers, I've got Tyler Boyd, Tyler Lockett, uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, let's see, Calvin Ridley. I like Calvin Ridley. Um, I just think that offense in Atlanta is going to be sick this year. Uh, Julian Edelman, Marvin Jones, DJ Moore. Um, Andrew Luck is still available, though. I'm not really feeling the running backs. Running backs, Darius Geis, Karrion Johnson, Devonta Freeman, and uh, Derrick Henry. Not really feeling any of those guys. I love uh, Karrion Johnson, but maybe if he falls another round, um, I'd scoop him up. So let's see. I have Andrew Luck in the fifth round. I like that a lot. Uh, for me, right now, Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Andrew Luck are my top three quarterbacks, followed by uh, Deshaun Watson and uh, Matt Ryan. So, let's see. I like it. I like Andrew Luck. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, and then I'm not going to have to worry about uh, quarterback the rest of the draft. So, I'm going to go with Andrew Luck here in the fifth round, and that gives me Melvin Gordon, Lev Bell, AJ Green, Amari Cooper, and um, Andrew Luck. For me, that's a really solid five rounds there. Uh, coming back around, Philip Lindsay went. Julian Edelman went. Um, I'm looking at another receiver, another tight end. Well, all the tight ends are still available that I mentioned last time. Still not super excited about those. Um, running backs, Derrick Henry, Devonta Freeman, Darius Geis, carry on. Um, I feel like I could wait another round and see if one of those guys comes back to me because none of them are super amazing. I love carry on Johnson, though. A little bit bummed if he would go. But I just don't think he will. Um, so I'm going to take a risk and, uh, I'm looking at receivers, DJ Moore, Emmanuel Sanders, Sammy Watkins, Calvin Ridley, Tyler Boyd, Tyler Lockett, uh, Mike Williams. Um, I like Calvin Ridley. I'm going to take a chance here, uh, on a, on a second year explosion, um, from him. Uh, he obviously compliments, uh, Julio Jones very well. I know he's boomer bust. I know he had some extreme games, you know, three touchdown games. He also disappeared a few times. I really think that this offense can sustain two stud receivers. I think Calvin Ridley's the truth. I will take Calvin Ridley here. Um, both Alabama products there with Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. I like that a lot. Uh, so I'm going to go with Calvin Ridley as my third receiver in the sixth round. Got a bunch of picks here. Um, let's see. OJ Howard is gone. Uh, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson are off the board. Cam Newton, Jameis. Okay, so I'm kind of glad uh, that I took Andrew Luck in the fifth round because uh, in the seventh here, uh, four more quarterbacks went off the board. And I wouldn't mind having Baker, Drew Brees, Matt Ryan as my starting quarterback, but I feel much better with a uh, healthy Andrew Luck, assuming that is the case. Um, and honestly, in a 10-team league, I feel like the streaming ability for quarterbacks is off the chain. So if you want to reach to get one of those three top three, four studs, do it. I did. Um, and then if Andrew Luck goes down, then I will be streaming and I still feel pretty comfortable about that. So stoked that I did though. So I'm not stuck on Cam Newton or Jameis Winston or something and just looking for uh, only upside. All right. So Devonta Freeman and Derek Henry are off the board. Um, looking for another running back. So I have, uh, let's see, I have Darius Geis and I have carry uh, on Johnson um, let's see, rolling around. Okay, so all the tight ends went as well. Man, 
So this is a big this is a big round for the tight ends and the quarterbacks. So Deshaun uh, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, and Jameis Winston went for the quarterbacks, and OJ Howard, Eric Ebron, Evan Ingram, and David Njoku all went for the tight ends. So stoked on Andrew Luck, but now I'm looking at the tight end position, and I've got Hunter Henry sticking around, assuming he's going to play. Uh, Gronk still around. Um, I'm going to punt another round or two probably on tight end just because and see what happens because I've got carry on Johnson available and carry on Johnson in the seventh round, I think is an absolute steal. Uh, he is going to be what I think will be a bell cow role, getting rid of LeGarrette Blunt, strictly focusing on the run. I think in, uh, having a, a real identity shift in Detroit, I like carry on Johnson a lot. Uh, I'm considering him as my keeper in our, um, in our, uh, League of Record this year, potentially. I like on Johnson. He's going to be my third running back, and he showed some real signs um, to be a stud last year before he got hurt. So if he blows up and I've got him in the seventh round, I'm really, really loving that. So I'm going to go with on Johnson here. After that, I got another pick, and boom, worked out. Cool. So I only had two picks. So it's another thing about drafting, you know, like pay attention to where you're at and what you got coming up. So I'm in the seventh round heading into the eighth. I've got the ninth pick, so I have on Johnson. I know that there's only two picks between this pick and my next pick. So I felt comfortable going with on Johnson and waiting on Hunter Henry, just hoping that Hunter Henry didn't get picked. I almost went Hunter Henry hoping on Johnson didn't get picked, but I figured on probably would at that point. So took a risk, went with on Johnson, just two picks. Marvin Jones and Mike Williams. I love Mike Williams. But Marvin Jones and Mike Williams got picked. Hunter Henry's still available. Uh, looks like the ECR expert consensus ranking have him at number five tight end. And he is the, let me check here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth tight end off the board in the eighth round. That is a steal. That's not going to happen in your home drafts, but I'll take it right now. I'm going to go with Hunter Henry as my tight end. So my quarterback is locked up. My tight end is locked up. I've got three running backs and three receivers Feeling really good about this team so far in the, uh, it'll be the ninth round. So let's run this down. Let's see here. Run it back around. The good thing about the uh, Draft Wizard with Fantasy Pros is it just cycles through. It's a quick automation. Of course, this is a mock draft, right? It doesn't count. So they just they just blitz it really quick with the um, ECR, the expert consensus rating. You have the list of ADP, um, average draft position. And uh, if you upgrade through the system in uh, Fantasy Pros, you can actually get like a, you know, draft simulators. You can have um, different, uh, different skills or not, excuse me, skills, um, stat sheets and, uh, and uh, certain, um, you know, pick predictors, which tells you which um, position that that player will probably get picked, what the likelihood is of that player still being available if you were to pass on them. So some really, really cool tools uh, with the Draft Wizard of Fantasy Pros. But let's move through. Um, Again, we're not sponsored. I just love them and I want to uh, help you all out too. So use them. They're awesome. Shout out to Bobby and Tags. Uh, Very, very uh, uh, useful knowledge on the Fantasy Pros um, football podcast. So check them out too. All right, so moving forward, I'm pretty open now. I like this a lot. This has opened up my draft. I have my quarterback and my tight end taken care of, and I feel great about both of them. I've got three running backs, three receivers. I feel good about all those guys. The rest of this draft, until I get down to my defense and kicker situation, for the next, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, five or six rounds, I'm just going to stack up running backs and receivers. Let's see what I can do here. 
All right, so going forward, we had Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, and Baker Mayfield for the quarterbacks go off. Um, so now we're really hurting. Uh, I would have probably chosen Matt Ryan out of that mix if I had to. Uh, maybe Baker. I love Drew Brees, too. I just don't know that he's going to have the, have the numbers necessarily. Um, Tevin Coleman, Tariq Cohen, Jarek McKinnon, not really feeling any of those guys. I think those are all like third, fourth-tier running backs at this point. Uh, Jarek McKinnon is certainly a lot of upside uh, if they work it out in San Francisco, but not going to put all my eggs in that basket. Um, Will Fuller, Robbie Anderson, you know, Curtis Samuel, Golden Tate, those kind of guys, big boomer bust guys. Uh, I feel good about my receivers there. So let's circle back around here. Um, I'm looking at basically just a flyer pick with big upside. I would love to have had Will Fuller, and I would have loved to have Dante Pettis. Um, I love Dante Pettis this year. Uh, 49ers came on strong at the end last year. Marquise Goodwin missed a couple games for family. Unfortunately for Marquise Goodwin, he lost another child. Um, it's just too bad uh, for him. Very sad for he and his family. Blessings to them. Um, but outside of uh, outside of George Kittle and the occasional Matt Burita uh, health spurt, the 49ers really needed to look at Dante Pettis, and he showed some certain signs. And I got to see him up and close up here in the Northwest as he went to uh, the University of Washington. Dante Pettis is sick. Um, Odell-esque hair, which I think will... Uh, you know, obviously uh, lead to his uh, talent as well. So loving me some Dante Pettis, but Dante Pettis got picked two picks before me. Um, so that leaves Sterling Shepard, Christian Kirk, Anthony Miller, Larry Fitz, Marquise Goodwin. I'm going to go with Christian Kirk here, which might be, oh man, I like Anthony Miller a lot, but I'm going to risk it. I'm going to go with uh, Christian Kirk. Um, I think that they're going to have a, a big, I don't know about an explosion, but definitely a better season this year. If you watch closely on Josh Rosen, he didn't play well. Obviously, they were terrible as a team. But I don't think that he personally is that bad. Uh, there was shitty play calling from Mike McCoy. Um, didn't use David Johnson at all. Uh, the defense wasn't very good, so they were constantly behind. And they threw... Uh, threw Josh Rosen into the fire early and often. He got his ass kicked. So I just think with a new regime in there, um, I think they're going to have a, a totally different situation in Arizona. And I think uh, Christian Kirk is going to be that number one receiver. I think I love Fitzgerald. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a stellar citizen, and he will be uh, forever forever uh, in my heart for sure. Love me some Larry Fitz, but he is on the wrong side of his career as far as fantasy production. I think Christian Kirk has a lot of potential. I'm going to take him in the ninth round. Moving back around, Sterling Shepard, Jalen Samuels off the board. Um, Mark Ingram is still available, and I'm going to do that and not even think about it. Here's the deal. Mark Ingram is still available in the 10th round somehow because there's a lot of chatter that he's going to get traded, which he probably will, uh, or set free, whatever, um, when things come around in March. Now, if that's the case, we don't know what team he's going to end up on. There's talks about Baltimore. There's talks about him staying with the New Orleans. Not sure yet, and I'm not really worried about it. Mark Ingram's a stud. I know he's not like an incredible back per se, but he gets the job done. He's a hard runner. He has uh, maintained his health. He had a suspension um, last year, but that was due to PEDs. Um, he's been pretty healthy his career. He's been a stud with the uh, Saints. Of course, a lot of that has to do with the offense, but if he ends up in like a Baltimore system or something where they're running him all the time, I think Mark Ingram's going to be a stud. He finds the end zone. He can catch the ball. He has nice quickness. I like uh, Mark Ingram a lot. 
if he ends up in a great season or, or a great uh, position or he ends up with New Orleans, I've got uh, my fourth running back is Mark Ingram. I like that a lot. Uh, no suspension this year either. He was going before this last year, and he was suspended. So I like that a lot. Um, of course, though, that means I passed up on coming back around. That pa- I passed up on Anthony Miller. Of course, he went to pick right after that. I thought I might be able to wait one more round on him. Um, I like Anthony Miller a lot. I think he's honestly the number one receiver in Chicago. But I don't know what that means with Trubisky, but we'll find out. I passed up on James Washington, Royce Freeman, LaShawn McCoy. I will never draft LaShawn McCoy. I don't think I ever actually have in my fantasy career, but he is certainly over the hill. Like Royce Freeman a lot, but um, didn't want to risk it there. And James White, uh, we love here on the podcast, but I wanted Mark Ingram instead just to see what happens. Bunch of receivers went uh, Jack Doyle and Jared Cook off the board for tight ends. So I'm looking at another running back receiver. Let's see. Kareem Hunt still available. Um, of course, on this podcast, I have to say it every single time, but We'll continue to do so. Uh, we are not talking off the season Kareem Hunt. We're talking about the football player. It's not that I'm ignoring the situation. I'm very well aware of everything going on, but um, I'm not going to go into all of that stuff. That's for another time. Um, Kareem Hunt, as a football player, he is now on the Browns, of course, if you're late to the game. Uh, he actually got uh, traded over to the Browns with um, kind of just a new flow in Cleveland, man. I'm I, if Kareem Hunt wasn't an asshole, I like the move a lot. Um, it's hard to root for the guy as a person or a player, but you know, second chances, it's a, it's a moral, moral situation. So again, not going to get into that too far, but Kareem Hunt is available. Gronkowski's available. Um, I think, let's see, could do the old double tight end move <laughs> and do Gronk and Henry and see who stays healthy and do that. But I just think even a healthy Gronk at this point is going to be more of a tight end uh, blocking tight end. So not excited about that. Don't need a running or don't need a, a quarterback. A lot of uh, receivers left. Um, let's see. Deshaun Hamilton, Jamison Crowder, Geronimo Allison, James Washington, Traquan Smith, Muhammad Sanu, John Brown, John Ross. Um, Elijah McGuire. I don't like the Jets. I'm not drafting Jets. Uh, I could go with the handcuff of Austin Eckler to Melvin Gordon. However, in a 10-team league in the 12th round, I'm not going to draft a handcuff. Uh, so I'm looking at a receiver here, and I'm going to go with Jordan Allison. I picked him in our league of record late. Of course, he got hurt early, but um, I think that uh, Aaron uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers uh, really digs his guys that he has a rapport with. I think he and Geronimo Allison have that. Of course, two years ago, he was big up in Geronimo Allison in the offseason, big time, came out, had uh, you know had shines of greatness, came out last year, looked amazing in the preseason, looked really good in the first couple of games. He got hurt and was done for the year um, until very late. But I like Geronimo Allison a lot. I really do. I think he's a great uh, second fiddle there to uh, Devontae Adams. So I'm going to go with Geronimo Allison. Hoping for the the big breakout there, and of course, Jordan Allison is my one, two, three, four, five. He's my fifth receiver. Love that. Coming back around, Elijah McGuire, Gronk went, and Kareem Hunt's still available, and I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take Kareem Hunt um, just to see what happens. And um, this is a mock draft. Now, mock drafts obviously don't matter. I'm not gonna use this during the season. But something that I found very very helpful over the years is when I do mock drafts, I'll take certain 
teams. I mean, I might mock draft 50 to 100 times before the season. I'm not going to pay attention to all those rosters, obviously. But sometimes I do something crazy, like I'll draft like heavy, heavy zero RB, heavy zero wide receiver. You know, I'll draft two stud quarterbacks early or I'll not draft a quarterback to the last couple rounds and get like three of them two defenses, like uh, two tight ends. I'll just do crazy roster stuff just for shits to see what happens and then keep track of those particular rosters uh, to see what happens for strategy and stuff. And I think this is one where if this was an actual draft, I'm probably not drafting Kareem Hunt. First of all, he may not even play in 2019. He's definitely going to be suspended for, you know, six to eight games, I think, maybe even 10. Um, So really, that's just a waste of a fantasy pick. However, um, if you're in a keeper league or something and a guy like Kareem Hunt drops, look, whether you like it or not, he is back in the league. And whether you like it or not, they're going to use him. He's young, he's talented, and the NFL clearly doesn't have any fucking moral issues. Or they do have moral issues, I should say. Uh, so they don't give a shit as long as uh, Kareem Hunt puts asses in the seats, which he does. Therefore, he is going to be on rosters. And my thing is, moral shit aside, you better have the best players on your roster and not on somebody else. So I want Kareem Hunt on my team, not on somebody else's. And if this is a keeper league, I think this is a great pick because I can just sit on him. He's my fifth running back. Not really tripping on that. And um, I could just let him sit all season. He can come back later. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe Nick Chubb gets hurt. Maybe Duke Johnson gets hurt and he comes in, say, week 10, 11, 12, and the Browns are in a playoff rush and they ride him and he's he's a stud. Um, maybe he doesn't, whatever. Maybe he's suspended the whole season. But if it's a keeper league, then I could potentially keep Kareem Hunt fresh after a suspension. Maybe he really rehabilitates himself. Maybe he's not actually a piece of shit. And um, he's able to get back into the flow of the game. If that's the case, I've got Kareem Hunt, who's arguably one of the top five to eight talented running backs in the league, uh, in an up-and-coming system with the Browns in the 12th round. So again, a lot of this shit is just strategy. I'm going to take Kareem Hunt, and I'm going to pay attention to this roster, which I just dig anyway. So I'm going to pay attention here and see how that goes throughout the season. Uh, moving back around, we've got a couple rounds left. A bunch of receivers off the board. Uh, one name that went that I'm bummed on, I was hoping to get uh, kind of one of these later rounds, James Washington. James Washington is a name to pay attention to. Um, AB is out of Pittsburgh. Juju is going to be that number one in Pittsburgh. James Washington should be the number two, and he is a stud. Um, really excited about James Washington. I will be picking him up as an, in as many late drafts as possible, especially keeper leagues and shit. Um, so keep an eye on James Washington. I think he has a real big opportunity in Pittsburgh to basically be the Juju now that Juju is AB. We'll see what happens there. Um, nobody that else that went off is really worth bringing up. Uh, I think it's kind of funny that Trey Burton went um, way the hell down there. So much hype last year. And I was part of that. I know that. Um, I've eaten that. And I will uh, do that when Daniel and I recap our um, our uh, bold predictions and crazy calls uh, with Trey Burton and our rankings and all that shit. I was definitely on the hype train for sure. Um didn't do it though <laughs> because tight ends are shitty. He was a, he was a tight end one, but he was not what you wanted him to be. And I drafted him way too early in way too many leagues. So whoopsies. He actually went after Greg Olson, Delaney Walker and Rob Gronkowski to give you uh, an idea. All those guys are busted, bruised, broken, and fucking old. Um, now legends in their, in their own time when they were good, but at this time they're all hurting and Trey Burton went after 
every one of them. So now I have, let's see, I have my defense and my kicker that I still need, but I've got four rounds left. I could use a backup quarterback. I could use a backup tight end just in case Hunter Henry were to get hurt. Again, I am pretending that this is, you know, the season starts tomorrow. Um, but I could also use another skill position as well. I'm looking on the board. I've got a ton of ton of running backs left. Um, Rex Burkhead, Isaiah Crowell, Josh Adams, Duke Johnson, Marshawn Lynch, um, assuming he plays. Uh, Naheem Hines, who I was actually really high on last year, who didn't really pan out, but I still think he has a lot of potential in Indianapolis. That could be a cool idea, but he's never going to get that like starting role. I compared him last year to Alvin Kamara, which I don't think was too far-fetched. He didn't get the opportunity Alvin Kamara did, but just measurables and uh, skill and everything like that. Problem was um, he's just not going to get the carries the way that uh, Kamara does or any red zone uh, work unless, you know, Jordan Wilkins and uh, Marlon Mack get hurt. And even then, uh, obviously, Luck is looking to his tight ends, too. So it looks like Naheem Hines is like seventh fiddle on the Colts. So that being said, I'm looking at the receivers, and I like Quincy Inunua, and I like Antonio Callaway. Antonio Callaway is another dude that has offseason issues, but he came in as a rookie, uh, impressed for sure. I definitely expect him to get his head out of his ass and kind of learn from what happened to Josh Gordon, hopefully. Um, And I really like uh, what Baker's going to be able to do this year with a new regime in uh, Cleveland. So I'm going to take a, take a chance. This is another guy who maybe in a keeper league, I, I would, I would throw a dart at for sure, just to see what happens. He's got big playability in my mind. I know he's young and I know he's not even close to this yet, but just watching him on film and kind of studying what he does and see him in college. I think Antonio Callaway with Baker's arm and that ability, if they chuck the ball the way that I think they're going to this year in Cleveland, I really think he can be, kind of a poor man's um, T.Y. Hilton with that big playability and he can catch 75-yard touchdowns. And uh, sometimes, you know, that's all it takes. So I'm going to take a, take a chance on Antonio Callaway here. And coming back around, Naheem Hines did go. Rex Perkhead went as well. That brings me up. I've got three picks left. I need a defense, a tight end, or excuse me, a defense. I need a defense, a kicker, and I have an open bench spot. Um don't need any of these backup quarterbacks. Uh, I like Dak a lot, actually, but again, I don't need to draft any of these guys because the waiver wire is ridiculous. Dak, Mitch Trubisky, um, I've got plenty of options at the at the uh, you know Jimmy G. I've got all these options here in the in the late rounds. I could stream if I need to. Not worried about that. One thing, let's see, look at the defenses. All the defenses are available here in this mock draft, and I'm looking at the Bears. The Bears are just leaps and bounds. Um, more dominant on every phase than anybody in the league, in my opinion, except for maybe um, the Ravens, I think, at all levels, personally. Um, and I just think if you're, you know, at, at these single positions with the tight end, with the kicker, the the bear, uh, the, the uh, defenses, if you're going to play those positions in fantasy, you best have one of the top, top options. Now, it is well known or maybe not well known if you're if you're unaware I shouldn't say that I'm sorry to assume but it is uh well documented I should say that defenses that finish first in fantasy football rarely if ever re- retain that position the next year take Jacksonville for for example did not 
finish as a top option um, or, or as a top spot uh, in 2018. 2017, they were far and away the best defense. Everybody picked them in like the eighth round and shit. It was fucking crazy, and they, they completely shit the bed. So taking the uh, Bears as the number one defense again is risky to- according to the metrics. However, as long as Khalil Mack is healthy and the rest of that Bears defense is healthy and uh, as long as they get to play the fucking Lions – and I love Aaron Rodgers, but, you know, kind of a, a young, inexperienced with a new coach uh, uh, Packers team. I like the Bears a lot. Soldier Field outside second half of the season is brutal for all visiting teams. I like that a lot. I'm going to take the Bears here in the 14th round. I've got my defense taken care of. So coming back around, all sorts of guys, a bunch of running backs, uh, a couple quarterbacks. Quincy Inunua went, which is um, I actually I actually like Quincy Inunua. I probably would have picked him with my last bench spot, honestly. Um, Quincy Inunua, I think, is going to be a sleeper this year. Um, I think there was quite a bit of hype last year that he would be, you know, that that nice compliment to Robbie Anderson. Of course, Robbie Anderson didn't do shit until the end of the year when they actually started letting uh, Sam Darnold throw the ball. But I like Quincy Inunua. He was on fire last year. Um, but the Jets put him on the outside instead of keeping him in the slot, which I think was a bad move. Hopefully they learned from that mistake. But Quincy Newman was very effective with Sam Darnold, especially when he was showing uh, throwing intermediate and short passes. Uh, Quincy Newman got hurt, of course, but um, I like him a lot to bounce back this year, and I just think he's off everyone else's radar with the explosion, uh, kind of again with the late surge of Robbie Anderson, and I just don't think people are going to believe in Sam Darnold or that offense in general, which I don't really either. But in a PPR league, I will take, you know, six catches for 80 yards and the occasional score from my, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh uh, receiver. Anyway, I can't get Quincy Inouye. He's off the board, but I'm just giving him a big up. I like Quincy Inouye moving forward. He'll be on my sleepers list in the rest of the season. And wouldn't you know it, after that, all, let's see, Jacksonville, Baltimore, Minnesota, Los Angeles Rams, Los Angeles Chargers, Houston, Cleveland, and New Orleans. All those defenses went in a row, um, and I picked the Bears. So I would have been stuck with uh, probably the Broncos um, next up, but uh, I went with the uh, Bears, and I feel good about that. So I'm down to my last bench spot, and it's not sexy. It's a mock draft. Let's not think too much about this. I don't love – let's see. I need a backup tight end probably is what I would do if I were drafting – this is a real draft and and the season was tomorrow. All my options are pretty rough though. Chris Herndon, I actually like a lot. Um, and Austin Hooper, you know what? I'm just going to believe in that Atlanta offense. I know Austin Hooper is a pain in everyone's ass. I'm probably, this is probably like the pick that I would pick him up, wait three weeks to see if he does anything in the offense. If he doesn't, I'm going to drop him anyway. But if he does, I really like this offense. I really do. I think they're going to bounce back. Um, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones set set the league on fire last year. They just had nothing to show for it and wins because the rest of the team was terrible and their defense was hurt. Um, so I like Austin Hooper, which is not a popular pick. I'm well aware. But I'm going to take him as my backup tight end just in case Hunter Henry gets injured. Probably hang on to him for three to four weeks. If he doesn't pan out, I will drop him. Uh, last pick two before me, it was Denver Broncos, uh, went off the board. Sure enough. And Greg, the leg first kicker off the board. Um, that leaves me with my kicker position and let's see Harrison Butker, Goskowski, Justin Tucker, Kaimi Fairbairn would be my options. Um, 
Justin Tucker is just so sick, dude. He he really is. Um, he can kick from from anywhere. Uh, he finally missed his first uh field goal or PAT. I think probably PAT. Missed his first PAT of his career last year. Um, very very reliable. I think that the Ravens are going to move the ball quite a bit. Also with mostly a rushing attack, I think they're going to move the ball and they're going to put up points. But they're going to play a defensive slow game of you know game pace, kind of like the Cowboys and the Seahawks offense. Therefore, they're going to sputter out here and there in the red zone instead of those high-flying offenses. So I like Justin Tucker getting those. I'm going to take Justin Tucker with my last pick. Also, uh, he is my ladies' favorite player. Um, he's handsome. He's on the Ravens, which is her favorite pl- team. And if you didn't know, he uh, sings opera in seven different languages, which is quite impressive. I'm a musician myself. So shout-out to Justin Tucker. I'll take him as my kicker. So uh, that will round out my draft. Let's see. My draft by round, it looks like this. Uh, ninth pick overall, once again, a 10-team, uh, excuse me, 10-team full PPR league. I had the ninth pick overall, and here is my uh, drafts, uh, my, my picks round by round, and then I'll go through my roster in order. So uh, first round, Melvin Gordon, then Le'Veon Bell, A.J. Green, Amari Cooper, Andrew Luck, Calvin Ridley, Carrion Johnson, Hunter Henry, Christian Kirk, Mark Ingram, Geronimo Allison, Kareem Hunt, Antonio Callaway, Dub Bears, Austin Hooper, and Justin Tucker. So let's go to the... All right, we're going to analyze the results. It's so dope that this, this you know, the... Uh, simulator gives the idea and it'll give you a grade i got an a minus so my team is an a minus here uh, i got 90 out of 100 and um i like that a lot i actually personally i mean i think it's a better team than 90 out of 100 i'd probably go like you know probably a, a maybe a low a um i think you know the thing about these mock drafts you can't get too sprung up on the uh on the uh, grades is you know you're not able to you know, necessarily, you know, they don't factor in, um, they don't factor in like the upside guys late in the draft. They don't upside the what ifs they don't ups, you know, they don't, they don't have the strategy of like picking the bears, a, a, a pick early to get ahead of the curve and shit like that. They don't do that kind of stuff. Um, they're going based on percentages of what the experts think it is. So it's a little bit skewed, but I like that nonetheless. And here is my team as I get out of here. My team overall is Andrew Luck at quarterback, uh, RB1, uh, Melvin Gordon, RB2, Le'Veon Bell. My receivers are A.J. Green, Amari Cooper, and Calvin Ridley. My tight end is Hunter Henry. My flex would be, for now, on Johnson, defense, Chicago Bears, and Justin Tucker. And then my bench looks like Mark Ingram and uh, Kareem Hunt as my running backs, Christian Kirk, Geronimo Allison, and Antonio Callaway as my receivers, and I've got Austin Hooper uh, as my backup tight end. I love my bench. I really, really do. Mark Ingram, we don't know what's going to happen with him. Kareem Hunt, we don't know what's going to happen with him. But if either of those guys fall in a good spot and play most of the year, those are starting running backs uh, who went in the top you know, five rounds last year. I feel really good about that. Geronimo Allison, Antonio Callaway, and Christian Kirk, I think all have the uh, the chance to be a um, high upside uh, boomer bust uh, player as the second fiddle or you know first fiddle. And if uh, somebody were to get hurt, 
um, like say Devonta Adams or Larry Fitz or uh, you know Jarvis Landry, whatever. I think all three of those guys could take on a number one role and be successful. Austin Hooper is a flyer, but it is what it is. So I like that team a lot. I got an A minus ninety out of one hundred, and we will get more mock drafts uh, coming up on all these different strategies. Let me know if you want me to do any different styles of mock drafts, uh, and we can go through that. Two QB leagues, a dynasty maybe. Um, you know, bigger leagues, if you're in like a 16, 18 team league or something like that, you want to do one of those standard half PPR, full PPR, uh, just let me know and we can mock draft. That'll do it for the mock draft. Be sure to email us your fantasy questions heading into 2019 to tckpod at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram at the candlestick kids. We use the hashtag tckpod if you want to check out some previous posts. Make the most of the rest of your day, and we'll catch you next time on the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Sky Guasco, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.